I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Buffy and Frodo were in the Hogwarts library late into the night, prepping for the final trek into Mordor. Liz, I have to stop you. Why? Because this already sounds like the greatest story of all time. World Steelers! Uh, hi, welcome to World Steelers. This is the show where we take your favorite worlds and we run them through this like twisted ringer of our <laughs> imagination and love and, and frustration and it comes out with a lot of feelings on the other side yeah um and we definitely don't have a lawyer for any copyright infringements so, no, so don't even come don't after us because we couldn't possibly defend actually you know what co- see what happens when you come after actually us. yeah no you can have all the money in my checking account <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Liz. Hi, Kay. Are you ready for our next installment for next I, series? I'm super excited. I we've we've so we only have three options left. Yes, and they're all really good. Yes, they're Harry Potter, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, and Pokemon. Because you gotta catch them all. Now I have to say, just in preparation, I know so much about Harry Potter. Me too. And I know quite a bit about Pokemon, but Same. I can't say I know that much about Sabrina. I haven't watched Sabrina since it was. On TV. Mm-hmm. Although I, I understand it's all on Hulu now, I believe. Perfect. So. Well, I think if we, just in my experience with the True Blood one, I think if we end up picking Sabrina, I'm going to be watching so much of it so I can be really immersed. Because it's almost not fair with how much I'm immersed in Pokemon and Harry Potter. Yeah. I I feel like I haven't. So Pokemon, I was very immersed in. And mm-hmm. then it, I think there were a bunch of like spinoffs and movies. So I'm a little behind with Pokemon. But okay. there was a point when I could probably like name all name 150 all existed in Pokemon there are more now but and yeah Harry Potter I just know an unfair amount about compared so to pretty much. much any other fandom you could well, possibly think of and that'll be a struggle too because it'll be hard to write Harry Potter for people who are like weekend fans 
True. Because there would be so many inside jokes that you only get if you've read the books as many times as we've read them. People who are Harry Potter weekend fans, like, look at your life and look at your choices. What what happened to you? Why do you hate joy? obstacle kept you from getting more into Harry Potter? I don't understand people who are just like, I'm just not interested in Harry <gasps> Potter as a thing. Like, I don't trust them. That's what? like somebody who's like, I just don't like chocolate. I'm like, right? I don't, what's wrong with you? Are you, do you have a deathly allergy? Because that is the you, only excuse. I pretty much assume that they're a sociopath. If they're like, mm-hmm. I just never really got into Harry Potter and I don't really want to. I'm like, you're a sociopath. You're going to murder someone someday. Yeah. It's a book that like actively teaches you empathy while you also learn magic. Uh, like, come, oh, come, come on. on. People. A- anyway, let's figure out what our next installment is gonna be one more thing before i do that i really don't trust people who are like i loved lord of the rings but i'm simply not interested in harry potter Mm. what's wrong with you like i love both of them but like really you're just gonna you're just gonna pass you're just gonna say no i feel like more boys are like that that's probably true harry potter is a little too girly for some boys which is stupid stupid get get a grip on your toxic masculinity and get back to me when you've read harry potter Okay. Anyway, um, let's pick our next. <laughs> let's do it. Okay, so we're gonna do Harry Potter. Oh, apropos of our entire of our angry entire conversation. Conversation. Oh boy, beautiful. So I think the challenge here is, I mean, I'm not gonna have to rewatch or read read the books because no. I know them by heart. I might anyway. Um, yeah, just for fun, I might watch a couple movies, but. The challenge here is going to be making it relatable to people who don't know every single detail. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. Let's pick. What pick. is what? What are we gonna do? We will be doing the author and character. Author character. Come please, on. please, 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 please. I want to write myself into Hogwarts. Sticky notes. Be easier to open. We're really <gasps> doing a great job today. We're gonna be in Harry Potter. Liz. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I haven't been this excited since I went to Harry Potter World in Orlando. Oh my God, we're going to Wizarding School. We Liz. are going to Wizarding we're School. Going. Finally, our owls arrived. Oh my God, we're gonna be sorted. <gasps> <gasps> I just want to say right now that neither of us is getting into Gryffindor. No, no, I'm definitely, definitely not. I'm You're definitely hard a Ravenclaw. <laughs> Oh my God, what are we going to so write about? Excited. What are we going to write about? Oh. There's so many things. This is <sighs> oh, this is daunting. This is really hard, actually, because writing myself into Harry Potter is... The temptation is to blasphemous. just like, write myself in, and then it's just me being like, cool, cool, amazing, cool. I'm here. Cool, cool. <laughs> no, no, no. It's got to be... Okay, all right. Um. So here's my question. Sure. Are we limiting this to the timeline of the original seven books? No, you can do whatever you want, girl. Okay. Do you want to do Fantastic Beasts? I don't want to go backwards. I think I kind of want to do like post-Wizarding War Hogwarts because <sighs> I would love to explore like what changes we made. Hogwarts gets AOL. Perhaps we ha- perhaps we go online. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. I'm going to um, have to read Harry Potter fan fiction to see how people have like imagined that. Have handled that I before. I know they have. I'm sure that. They- well, Cursed Child, I guess, is a little bit of. Harry Potter fan fiction. Oh, if we're yeah, being honest, a little bit. Like later yeah. But mm-hmm. I think I would like to sort of interact with, did the school experience any fundamental changes? Because they, there was a lot of talk towards the end of Harry Potter, like maybe we sort people too early, and like, is it really good for... <gasps> oh. So I wonder if we've like enacted any like changes. changes. 
to allow for students to commingle more. Maybe we integrate a couple Slytherins instead of just like boxing them off and being like, Whoa. you guys are evil. Yeah. Maybe the school's a little less Gryffindor centric. I don't know. Okay. As a Ravenclaw, I would you would like for I that. would like for that to perhaps maybe be there's the case. more houses or maybe there's like a hybrid house situation. Yeah. You know, maybe Gryffindor doesn't win the house cup every year. Maybe you could you could not only you could be a house one day and then you could choose to be a house another day, a different house the other day. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. It could be interesting, right? Right. Let's see. I mean, we know if we're taking Cursed Child as canon, which uh, I, I guess. Will. I will. I will. I guess it. we'll take it. Right. Fine. Mm-hmm. Um, they do still sort. Okay. Because that's a big anxiety. Oh, in the in the premise of the right. play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that look like? How do we handle that? I don't know. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily have to be at Hogwarts. You could be at Bobatons. Bobatons or that American school. Yeah, or the American school. It's true. Think about that. Ilvermorny. Mm. Think about that. Yeah. Well, okay, so maybe maybe there's like an exchange program. Oh. <gasps> and Let's you're just... an Ilvermorny student at Hogwarts? At Hogwarts. Because of the foreign exchange program? Yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps. Is that... No, I is love it. Is that me being in the story, though? I think it's author as character. Okay, so that... Right, because that's, that is what fan fiction does, is frequently authors will write representations of them, literal representations right. of themselves. True. And then, of course, they always fall in love with, maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe I just need to write myself falling in love with a character. Like, why am I not falling into the trope of a true fan fiction? Why avoid it, you know? Why fight it? I, I might just dip into what a true fan fiction, where you write yourself into Harry Potter and you fall in love with Harry Potter. And you bang it out with Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Oh, maybe we need to, this will be the week that we actually read fan fictions. <sighs> There's so much. There's there. so much. This is going to be great. This is really exciting. Okay. Um, A lot of my at-home recordings, I promise you, are going to be getting really frustrated with people's bad grammar. And I apologize. I know it's snobby and I can't help it. And I won't try. A lot of mine are going to be reading out loud some of the really disgusting sexual Harry Potter fan fictions I find. Word. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. Of like any like Snape Draco slash fiction. Any kind of like I'm getting into that. Any like Gandalf and um um. What's his Grindelwald? Dumbledore? Oh, Grind- I mean, Dumbledore and Grindelwald. Sorry. That's a good I was going to say, if we're going to do a crossover, Gandalf, Dumbledore. Whoa. Two gay wizards, man. Okay. All right. Let's go off. Let's go off and do it. All right. It's happening. Okay. This is the most exciting week of my oh, life. So we finally reached here. It is our, we did it. It is our denouement. We might not record any podcasts after this ever. Ever. First, we'll say this. If you haven't read the Harry Potter series, drop everything right now and go read it. We'll wait. Okay, now that you're back and your life has been changed, we'll give you a quick recap. Harry is an ordinary boy who finds out at the age of 11 that, psych, he's not ordinary at all. He's a motherfucking wizard. And not just any wizard, but the wizard accidentally responsible for the fall of the dark wizard lord, Voldemort, who basically spends seven books trying to kill Harry. But with the help of his best friends, Hermione Granger, who is the smartest hell badass bitch, and Ron Weasley, who has red hair, Harry can face anything, including the occasional bout of toxic masculinity. Since the books, the franchise has expanded to include movies, a sequel Broadway play, two of five planned prequel movies, and Pottermore, a website where J.K. Rowling continually expands her universe. Most of it is wonderful, except Cursed Child the play. Cursed Child is trash. 
Okay. So, so Liz, um, I decided this round, I mean, I did a lot of research. I did so much research. It's so fun. Because the whole Harry Potter wiki is, you just living in that is incredible. And everything like pulls together in the most like circle-y way. I love it. Interesting. I didn't spend a lot of time on the Harry Potter wiki because I got really deep into the Pottermore rabbit hole. Oh, I also went to Pottermore. Yes, of Um, course. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing. All of the it, it's great because there's so many connections that like clearly J.K. Rowling intended. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of connections that like fans have made that are sort of lovely. Yeah, that I don't know if J.K. Rowling intended, but like they're but they're. Can, nice. I, can I tell you my favorite one? Yeah, of course. This of is course. Like, this is like just prep yourself. Okay, this, I'm prepared. I actively like brought tears to my eyes, but mm-hmm. there is a fan theory that when. Pettigrew betrayed the marauders right he left an empty spot like there should always be four marauders sure and so when Fred died <sighs> he became like he was like welcomed in as the fourth marauder in oh the afterlife oh my god I might cry I'm getting teary oh, thinking about it it's no. just like oh what a beautiful thing because Fred's death obviously is is painful for everybody yes rough yeah and really not I think addressed enough in the book for me at least just because yeah I mean I get that you can't and George isn't a main character but like imagine the fallout of your twin dying and well I think they do it in the movie so well they do well did you ever see the interview with the kids who played yes and how he was like I imagine my actual twin brother being dead oh it's painful it died um I did read someone who was doing it was all like tweets and 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 just funny connections but one of them was like imagine how pissed off Fred would be when he gets to whatever the afterlife and he finds out that like Lupin his teacher was one of the marauders (laughs) (laughs) he's like fuck man goddamn (laughs) oh so I ended up delving into I realized that on this show up until this point I hadn't really done a lot of reading into actual fan fiction Mm. and if you go to fanfiction.net the category the book category with the biggest number of fan fictions it's something like 780,000 fan fictions written is Harry Potter it's number one what a rich universe I know I know and you would think it would be well I guess like movies that maybe Star Wars would be number one or something but I would have Maybe Lord Actually, of the Rings. A, I was going to say Lord of the Rings, but right. that's a book from such a different era. I, I think the thing about Harry Potter is that it came up sort of with the advent and like growth of the internet. Right. So, so fan that, fiction like, was hand in hand. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I ended up delving into some Harry Potter and reading it aloud to myself and recording it. And I would like you to listen to just my experience with that. I'm so excited. Okay. This story that I read is good in the way that I love what fan fiction can be, but also just terrible amazing like this like this next story really represents what the internet has done to everyone so i'm at home right now kind of following through on the idea that we should be reading fan fiction for this because there's not much else about harry potter that we don't know let's see crook the the name of this one is hidden desires oh boy okay and uh the description goes as follows Crookshanks, it seems, is the master of matchmaking. Okay, maybe he, nobody's banging him. I'm really cool with that. He knows when two people belong together. He has the magic paw, so to speak, <laughs> and is able to see the hidden desires that reside deep within those who attend Hogwarts. Therefore, who does he end up pairing together in this short one-shot, despite their differences? Read to find out more. I love it. Okay, 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 okay. 
Um, as Hermione hurried along the ancient corridors. Okay, fine. Only one thing crossed her mind. What if I get caught? Okay, her nightgown billowed about her as she strengthened the speed of her walking. So much so that the cold air that surrounded her crept underneath, resulting in the whole thing becoming an icy vacuum. Okay, I'm sorry. How big is her nightgown? <laughs> I know. I know. You hear me go, well, I reread that sentence like four times because I was like, this makes no sense. I just, I would like to talk to this person about physics and what creates a vacuum right, first. Right, 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 right. Well, sometimes I just feel like some of these fan fictions are written by like an AI, you know? Like well, there is that whole Harry put, Potter book that was written by an AI. I know, I know. Which it is just, cool. Some of the words just get thrown together. Suddenly, as she rounded a corner, she bumped into someone that she least expected to see. Draco Malfoy. Draco, she shouted, alarmed. What are you doing? I'm so late. His hiss caused her to nearly have a heart attack. Quiet, Granger, he glared at her. Oh, Jesus. All right, excuse me, but I'm definitely going to skip to the sex part. The fact that they met in the hallway at night is cool, but I need to get to the... Whoa, did I just see the word kinky? No, 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 back it up. Nevertheless, Hermione sat, despite how weird and somewhat kinky it sounded, was one of the most beautiful things he'd ever seen. Oh, God. Oh, my God. No. 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 Oh, the word panties is used. No. 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 Oh, God. She's bushy. She's giving him a BJ. No, don't do that, Hermione. No. No. Eventually, as they panted together, despite the fact that they felt the cold air brush against their exposed parts, Draco and Hermione smiled. So begins a new dawn and a new day, they both thought, gazing at each other in newly found affection. What the fuck, man? (laughs) (laughs) So that was that one. It was oh. real graphic. There was, and I like, I'm super sex positive. I have a whole porn, or I have a whole porn. I have a whole podcast about porn, right? You do. And one of the most innocent things that happens in this story that, that really had me gagging was Draco fingering Hermione. Yeah? Yeah, I just, because I was just like, that. it, it went from like, oh, this is a raunchy story to like, oh, that's right, they're children. Yeah. That is one of the things that, like, I know fan fiction is, like, the place where people write their fantasies. Oh, but some of your fantasies, guys. It's real tough in a universe where there are kids, Uh, right? Because, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, unless you're real clear about, like, what year they are when you're writing this. Like, they're top 17. Uh, Yeah. Now, not that I was sexually active at 17. So I was not. I, I get it. I get it. But, I mean, I, I, mean I, I kind of what, like I had a boyfriend, but I had not had, I was still a virgin. Right, right, right. Until I, I was 20. Because guys, I sucked. But <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, I'm sure everyone around you to a certain, was yeah, in a spectrum people were sexually of how they were. active. Yeah. And it was fine. I, I shouldn't say that I sucked. It's fine to be a virgin until you're 20. That was my choice. <laughs> I mean, I and don't also think, my circumstance. I don't think it made you any different than people who lost it earlier. So no. you know, um, but I, I do. That is also one of the things that, like, a lot of these pairings. The one that really turns my stomach is Snape and Hermione. Because I'm like, guys, that's no, great. It really is bad. <laughs> it's just that I know. statutory, right? I guess it, but it's safer in this space. Uh, 
than in reality, you know? Yeah. So I'm, which is fine. It's like, it's like having sex with Groshanks. It's like, I'd rather have it happen on paper. Sure. Than in real life. Than in real life. And I get it, guys. Alan Rickman was a babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally. would have that. Totally. It just made him talk to me until I orgasmed. <laughs> what a voice. <laughs> snipe. Snipe. Savarus Snipe. 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 Savarus Snipe. Dumbledore. Snipe. Savarus Snipe. Dumbledore. Snipe. Savarus Snipe. Dumbledore. Snipe. Savarus Snipe. Dumbledore. So, okay, so we're going to read my story, the first half of my story. I was so excited. Do you want to know how long the first half of my story is? I do want to know how long. It's 2200 words. This is great, though, because... That gives me a lot more freedom to not feel like I have to be really like is judicious yeah. the right word. Yes, the same yes. is yeah, a better yeah, word. Yeah. But um it just there's so many details that I just loved. And so it, it was hard because well, first let me explain a little background to my story because I, I I definitely have to. So I decided I wanted to write a romance because I wanted to fall into the fan fiction genre. Also, we were doing Harry Potter with an author character. Mm-hmm. So I had to write myself or a version of myself into Harry Potter. And I really wanted to make it like a cheesy romance. I love it. But then I was like, after reading that fan fiction with Draco and Hermione, I was like, I don't want to write the kids having sex. I'm just not comfortable with that. That's, yeah. So I was like, adults having sex, teachers. Yes. And then I was like, what teacher's hot to me? Right? Like, yeah, of right? course. And I was like, Snape is a given. And I, and I just didn't feel like writing Everybody Snape. wants to bang Snape. Everybody wants to bang Snape. And then Obby. Dumbledore is, you know, a homosexual man. And I didn't want to write myself as a man because gender bender felt like I just, it wouldn't do it justice, mm-hmm, you know? And mm-hmm. so... I've never had man-on-man sex before just by my, you know, just me. Just as an experiential thing, sure. Um, so then I, I, you know, and then I was doing all of this research on, like, the different teachers, and then I got into the world of the cursed child. And so, of course, one of the um, people that becomes a teacher at Hogwarts is uh, Neville Longbottom, <gasps> becomes the herbology professor. So I started looking into that lore, and apparently, you know how Neville and Luna ended up together at the end of the movie? Yes, which but didn't they, happen in the book. But it doesn't, okay, right, so they don't end up together in the future, right? Mm-hmm. So in the world of the books and of The Cursed Child, Neville marries Hannah Abbott, mm-hmm. who is like a very that. ancillary student. She's at Hufflepuff. Yeah. Um, she was in the DA um, I think you kind of know her best by just she was the first one called for the sorting hat or like one of the fr- I remember yes. in the book like that was one of the she's first names you saw. She's also known for she's always associated with Ernie McMillan because the two of them had the pins that were mm-hmm. like uh, Potter's. Support Hedrick Diggory. Support Hedrick Diggory. Hedrick yeah. Diggory. Cedric Diggory. Cedric Diggory. I got Hedwig and, and Cedric. Cedric. And now I'm going to write a fan fiction about that. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so so yeah. So he marries Hannah Abbott. So then I started reading about Hannah Abbott and Longbottom. Apparently they got married like way later on after school um he became a herbology professor so apparently hannah abbott bought the leaky cauldron which was the bar on diagon alley and um good for her yeah and so she was there while they were married and he was the herbology professor and then eventually she applied to become the matron of hogwarts because madame pomfrey was gone oh so that's like all you know about them okay cool 
So I basically went off of of that and that storytelling. And then I pulled a couple things like Hagrid is still at Hogwarts. Professor McGonagall is the headmistress. There's a couple stuff that's like that's really interesting. True to the the cursed child world. I feel like you'd have to be a healer to have Madame Pomfrey's job. Um, I mean, hmm. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what the training for a healer is. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it, I guess it. Well, they talk a little bit about it in terms of like what owls you have to take and then like what newts you need yes um they talk i think probably in the fifth book when they're taking well, they're owls so, there's, or maybe because the hannah abbott is such an ancillary character you can kind of like right we have no idea what she's done yeah you can fill in the blanks also, it could be also want. like a school nurse versus doctor thing like working at yeah. hogwarts versus working at saint mungo's although yeah, i don't know yeah. madame Prompty saw some weird shit yes you know? she was very qualified mm-hmm. so, anyway but anyway, so I assume that's, Hannah is as well. That's the world I lived in. So, are you ready for some Harry Potter fan fiction? So ready. Okay, Can't okay, wait. okay, okay. I kind of. Do you want to read along? Do you prefer if I read it to you, or you read along with me? Um, you can, you can read it to me. I'll, okay. I'll just I'll just relax. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Even with Madame Glossy's mold extractor applied vigorously over the summer break, the dungeons always made Celestina sneeze. Just the other day, she found a note flung from a student's desk with a crude drawing of her floating down a river of what looked like green, greasy snot. Underneath it read, Professor McAllergen. The owl sent home to Colin Finistine's parents did mention that it was a clever association for a second year, as her name was Professor McAlligan and the movement of her flailing arms in the snot was equally impressive. If only he would focus that energy on his potions assignments. That's a pretty good pun. I like that. 
She guessed it was normal for new professors to have some level of hazing from the students, other than a few Ravenclaws who were quick to correct her in the absence of their last professor. The students of Hogwarts were sweet to her. Anyway, she was halfway through her first year as the new potions professor, and no one had been set on fire or covered in boils. This time, the force of her sneeze knocked over a bowl of crushed chisperful carapace. This reminded her of another element she hated about the dungeons. It was impossible to get anything out of the cracks in the stone floor. Celestina grimaced down at the viridescent powder that seeped into the damp floors. Like an unclean cauldron, each crack was a reaction waiting to happen. While she dreaded the idea, it indeed seemed time to head to the hospital wing. Allergies in midwinter were unlikely, even with the muggy character of her classroom. Unless Headmistress McGonagall agreed to move potions to a different floor, Celestina would have to find a solution to her rioting nose. It was just that Madame Longbottom really, truly, and most definitely seemed to hate her. Ooh, is, is there going to be like a lover's quarrel? We'll see. Ooh, I'm so excited. Celestina could not imagine a specific moment where this contempt would have sparked, as she had only interacted with Hannah Longbottom during the teacher's banquet and in the hallways. However, it was as if the matron of Hogwarts's neck grew longer in the throat whenever Celestina was in the room, giving Hannah Longbottom a tiny window of view from the bridge of her nose, all the way down to any place Celestina happened to be standing. Truthfully, Celestina did have some small ideas to why Hannah could possibly hate her. As she passed underneath the stone trellises leading the way to the hospital wing, as the bright blue glow of snow reflected into the passage, Celestina moved her lips along to a practice response. Of course not. We just have to work together often. Our subjects naturally overlap. That is true. Actually, that was a thing that I was thinking about. This is a little bit unrelated, but I was thinking sure. about, I was reading about wand lore and what different ones are good for uh-huh. and all of those. And I, I kind of had a, a thought. It, it's interesting to me that Neville was so bad at potions and so good at herbology. Right. Because they're so similar. They're so similar. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, and that's a big, we'll talk about this during my fan fiction, but it's a big Ilvermorny thing is oh. um, wandless magic versus magic with wands and Whoa. like what you really need a wand for and what you don't. <gasps> so, and like potions and herbology were two things that are like easily done without a wand because yeah. they're not super precise, I guess. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know. Anyway, sort of off topic, but yeah, the subjects do overlap really. Yeah, a lot. It's probably just Snape. He probably, because Snape scared the shit out of Neville. Hard time. I know. Oh, poor Nev. Okay. Anyway. Celestina moved her lips along to a practice response. Of course not. We just have to work together often. Our subjects naturally overlap. A few students whipped around the corner, robes flicking behind them, then stopped just short of colliding with her. You better be careful. Peeves is known to cover the halls in ice this time of year. The students looked at her, angsty and miffed at being reprimanded. They sulked away. This new job had a way of reminding her daily what a monster she was in her fifth year and her sixth. Well, then there was her seventh. She thought briefly to send an owl to her mother later. As she entered the hospital wing, the smell inside cleared her nostrils almost completely. It was strong and barely hidden. Madame Longbottom was sitting at her large wooden desk, turned away from the door. She was flicking her wand to guide clean gauze into a jug of antidote that Celestina had brewed and sent up earlier in the year. Are you bleeding? Hannah's voice. I made her... Scottish, <laughs> Scottish, Irish. Yeah, and I, right. I, I'm gonna have to apologize now for my Neville impression as well because he's from like Liverpool. Ah, so I'm excellent. also just making him kind of Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay. I always think Liverpool is like just talking like the Beatles. Like the beat Liverpool. Everybody in Liverpool talks like the Beatles. I'll try to manage that if I can. <laughs> uh, okay, where was I? Are you bleeding? Hannah's voice was without inflection and losing some of its consonants. No, just a sneeze, actually, but it doesn't seem to want to go, and I... Celestina trailed off as Hannah slowly turned around, placing her wand in the desk drawer. Professor McLagan. The coldness Celestina had expected was there, possibly harsher than usual. I believe I'm allergic to something in the dungeons. She figured being direct was best. Hannah wasn't sparing any courtesy. Inconvenient. Hannah stood up slowly in no hurry for her patient and walked to a giant wooden cupboard with hundreds of small square drawers. The labels were worn down to blank tawny slips of paper. Hannah pulled out a few knobs, glanced inside, huffed, and then slammed them closed. Bloody Pomfrey, she murmured, then opened one over her head, pulling the drawer all the way out and cradling it to look inside. It was empty. Only puff apart nectar, which will do you, but I'm plumb out at the moment. I suppose I won't need it until after the winter break. Celestina wiped her nose with her lavender handkerchief. She realized she'd been holding it since her grand sneeze at her lab table and shoved it back in the pocket of her teacher's robes. Fine then, Hannah said. She returned to her desk and pulled out her wand. She held it still as if to say she couldn't go on working until her untreated patient left, which Celestina promptly did. In the hallway, Celestina's heart was pounding, and she didn't notice at first, but she realized she must have been holding her breath as well. Anna had behaved the same, if a little more gruff, but not out of the ordinary. Yet the buzz of anxiety between them was stronger today. Against her better judgment and the freezing cold outside, Celestina hurried out through the entrance hall and onto the grounds. The path to the greenhouse was a bit icy, so she stepped lightly in the whipping wind that lifted the snow against her. Once the iron filigreed glass door to Greenhouse 4 was shut, she shook off her robes, leaving little white hills at her feet. Professor McCallaghan, your sun flare in this storm, are you all right? Aaron's three hooves tapped at the wooden planked floor as he turned to look at her. I'm going to interrupt to say that if nobody bangs a centaur in this story, I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> no, I didn't even think about that. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I There's no you. sex in this first half, I just want to say. Okay. We're setting up to the sex in the second half. I like a slow build. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Also, wait, sex to the horse kind of gross. A You're little. into it? You're into it? Well, only because they make such a big deal out of uh, what a babe Ferenzi is in the oh, Harry Potter true. book. true. And I'm just like... And then you get to thinking, like, first of all, you never meet female centaurs, right? Yeah. But they have to exist. Yeah. Well, you wonder how. I don't know. And Maybe like, they just have sex with other horses. That's how you make a centaur is a female horse and a male and a centaur. Or what if you make a centaur by just like a human and a horse? Or, yeah, it could be a hu- could be either or, really. I mean, we'll never know. Well, nah, I mean, we might find out in the next. I might Someday. have to write a third part. Second installment. Third installment. Oh, boy. Um, okay. Where was I? Aaron's three hooves tapped on the wooden planked floor as he turned to look at her. The centaur's huge form didn't entirely fit in the crowded greenhouse, but he made do by crouching and pushing aside the low-hanging vines as he walked towards her. Most of his kind was distant and mistrusting of wizards, but not Aaron. Half raised on the grounds by Hagrid after being abandoned by the colony for having a malformed leg. His rearing granted him the habit of moving very close in conversation, glaring precisely with his large blue eyes. Aaron did exactly that, trotting to inches away from Celestine's face, 
sweet enough to accompany his stare with a grin. Ah, yes. The fear is mutual. And anyway, not all that important to the stars. Aaron looked... Oh, what? Wait, what fear? I'm confused. Sorry. He's just commenting on her demeanor. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Does Got that it. make... That doesn't make sense. Uh, I get it now. I just like wasn't sure if... I had just missed a part where she said something. Or... She didn't say anything. Okay, yeah, cool. he's just like staring at her. Mm, he's just like he's reading, reading her. her right? Got it. Because he's, he's a centaur. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yes, the fear is mutual. And anyway, not all that important to the stars. Aaron looked behind him to the man standing in a semicircle of pot sprouting fluxweed. Celestina did not follow his line of sight, not wanting to be read any further. Thank you for the mushrooms, Professor. Hagrid does love him in his game pies. Aaron voiced behind him, then exited gracefully. Normally I can't... Wait, fuck, now I have to do Neville. Okay. Normally I can't... Fuck. Can you do Liverpool for me real quick? I've got to talk like... I've got to talk like... Uh, oh, no, I, I can't do it either. Beatles. Normally Liverpool. I can't catch much. There we go. That's kind of there. Normally I can't catch much. He's saying, but you do look flustered, Sally. You all right? Neville, I'm almost positive she knows. What? There's already an... (laughs) (laughs) Neville! (laughs) What? Neville Longbottom put down the leather-bound notebook he was noting the sprouts in. I went to see her about all the sneezing, and my goodness, those dungeons are wretched, you know? Neville nodded and moved closer, intent on listening to her. I just thought she could help, but she, I mean, she didn't say anything, and I just, I think, I really think she knows. Neville took her hands to calm her, then pulled them away, looking at the state of them, covered in soil and ink. Sorry, he mumbled, then walked to dip them in a basin. Celestina laughed nervously. It's all right, you know I don't mind. Uh, And I'm sorry to be thinking this way, it's just... He looked up and flicked water from his long fingers. As he walked back over, she noticed again, as she had hundreds of times since meeting him in the fall, how tall he was. Like a giant to a house elf, she thought. (laughs) Are you loving this? I am. (laughs) I'm so happy right now. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't want to say so, but I think you're right. He slumped at the admission. I never thought this would have happened. Me neither. And I feel wrong not not saying anything. She put a hand on the thick knitted sweater he wore, part for comfort and part because she couldn't help it. I just feel like a fool. All my friends, they've got marriages at work, you know. Every one of us paired up, and after everything we'd been through, you'd think it was meant for. I just look at Ron and Hermione, Harry and Ginny, and I'm... Maybe you should stop comparing yourself to them. That was decades ago. You're not Harry Potter. He's short and a bit of a gripe, if you ask me. Neville pinched up, not happy with her response. Harry is a hero and my best mate. (gasps) Ah, this is so much worse and so much better than I thought it was when I wrote it. I love it. Also, I'm just like, you know when you find out that somebody thinks that someone else is their best friend, but that person doesn't return the best friendness? Oh, Neville. Oh, Neville. He's so sweet. I know. Did you like that his hands were dirty because he's still like a clumsy? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um. Ari is a hero, my best mate. Celestina crossed her arm. You are also a hero, Neville, who went through the same bout as the rest of them. 
so there's nothing to live up to. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about, is it? She sighed, turning to a vine that was reaching slowly to grab a lock from her bun and batting it away. Not every marriage has to work out. We're English wizards. We invented divorce before that muggle king got to it. <laughs> Good Henry VIII rep. You're welcome. Uh, divorce? This time Neville turned away from her completely. I only said it because you won't. She reached out again for him, thinking about running her hands under his arms and across the front of him, but stopped. That could get them in more trouble than they needed right now. She felt the distance building between them because of what he refused to admit. That was why she applied for the matron job, to avoid this. I thought that being, being closer would bring us back together. He was speaking to the greenery more than to her. Has it? She said, truly wondering if they shared the moments she agonized over in her own quarters. Nights when she knew they had been getting along. Nights where it seemed like Neville would give it another go and be the good man he was. He always came back to her, though, rescinding on his promises to be honorable in the face of what his marriage to Hannah actually was. No. All it's done is show how far away Hogwarts is from the leaky cauldron. He sat on a small wood stool, warped from age, his legs bent up almost to his ears. At least he was facing her now. Good thing she brought the cauldron's fire whiskey with her, Celestina grumbled, remembering the pungent smell of it in the hospital wing. Neville shot a look up at her. No, she isn't. Before Celestina could attest to his worries, the iron door slowly opened yet again. A small head popped in with a poof of unwashed curly hair. Professor Longbottom! Oh, Professor McLagan, um, um, I was supposed to get something for Madame Longbottom. She said, uh, puff something. Oh, no, I forgot. I'm sorry. I can run back. <laughs> Little British kid. <laughs> Little children. Uh, Always ruining sex. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Come in. It's too cold out for you to be running around the grounds alone. Celestina turned to Neville. It's for puffer-pod nectar for me, I'm guessing. Neville jumped up and looped to the back of the greenhouse behind a wall of moving, grasping bushes. Celestina looked down at the boy, first year, barely up to the herbology professor's hip. The thought of his tousled hair adjacent to Professor Longbottom's pockets reminded her of something. Thomas, right? The nervous boy nodded as she continued. You've never been in greenhouse four, right? Too dangerous for first years? He nodded again, putting his hands in his pockets, as if to seem smaller. She crouched down, elbows on her knees, to speak to him. Sneak over to that small tree and see if you can get a branch of it. He looked at where she pointed, eyes wide and uncertain. It's a bow truckle tree. They make loyal pets if you're sweet to them, and come in handy as well. Timidly, he walked over, glancing back. She kept an eye out for the wayward herbology professor to return. Sure enough, Thomas had snapped off a new friend and shoved it into his robe in an instant and returned to her. If anyone asks, you found it in your trunk in the dorms, okay? He nodded, a smile widening on his tiny face. Celestina stood up quickly as the vine wall rustled with Neville's return. He was carrying a large pot with a spotted egg-shaped plant in the center. I'm sure Thomas could have easily carried that back through the snow then. She raised an eyebrow to Neville. It's fine, I'll go with him. The pot floated out of Neville's hands towards her and she grabbed the boy's hand. Sally, or oh, Professor McLagan... When should we... I just need a new jar of crushed cis-purple carapace. Maybe send a seventh year with it? She finished for him. 
Right, he said, walking over to hold the door open for them. Had there been a way to read his thoughts, she would have tried, but she was never very good at legilimency. Oh, I'm done. I feel like Neville is a really bad liar. What do you mean? He's just like, just from that interaction, I feel like there is a reason Hannah Abbott suspects he's, suspects he's having oh, an affair. Absolutely. absolutely. Does not seem to be capable of covering it terribly I, well. I tried to like, like I threw, I mean, playing with other characters is really fun because I played with ones that don't exist. But it, it, to me, it was like, I have to be true to Neville. Mm-hmm. Right? For like, sure. He's this yeah. incredibly sweet man. And I put him in a marriage that he's not supposed to be in. And I was like, how would he behave? So is this character, Professor McCalligan, is that you? Is that you writing you into this? Sort of. Or do yeah. you come into I, this later? I just was like, who would I be? But oh, I don't know. Interesting. I, like, I'm not like, <laughs> it wasn't like, these are my characteristics and this is what I would do in this situation. Right. I just like wrote in a woman character that like has some agency, but, you know, also is super attracted to Neville Longbottom and would be a little bit okay with like an affair. Cause that's me. Like I get it. Marriages are tough and they, you know, and even though Neville Longbottom is amazing, like that doesn't mean he's going to be perfect, especially married to like, I also made his wife into like an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> bit of a shrew too. <laughs> and a bit of a shrew, but she's for a reason. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the the story of Hannah Abbott is that like her parents were killed by Voldemort. Yeah. During the second Wizarding War when she was a teenager. That's right. And then she also fought during the Wizarding Wars with Neville. So she's fucked up. Yeah. And that's part of the reason I think that in my story that Neville is like, I can't just do this to this person. It's really interesting how how neatly all of that. One of the problems that I always had with uh, the epilogue, for example, is like sort of how neatly all of that got packaged. Yeah. And how no one really addressed that these children just had, like, major trauma. Yeah, exactly. So I was trying to explore, like, particularly, and I watched some of the scenes that Hannah Abbott is in in the movie, and she seems like a fucking just, like, a mean woman. And so I was like, cool, I'm going to carry that over. And she's only going to get meaner with age. Yeah. And also the idea that he was a herbology professor for years while she was living in London. I was like, this doesn't seem normal. So I just wanted to make it. I don't know. It's going to get sexy. I'm excited for it to get sexy. Yeah, are you? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm sorry that she's not having sex with the center. I mean, she could. You know, she might need a shoulder to cry you on never in the know. future. And it might be... I also or just a flank to cry on. Honestly, Aaron might have his own spinoff because writing him was the most fun part. Aaron? Like, he's there for a second, but I was like, oh, this is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I like Aaron. But I had really fun writing this. I'm really excited to write the sexy part. I'm so excited for part two. Uh, I don't... I'm in my head because I have written erotica before. So in my head, I'm having a hard time doing like, I don't want to do JK wrong, you know? Right. I don't want to introduce bad words in JK's world. That is tough. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to tread lightly, Mm. but these people are going to bang. Yeah, for sure. So I'm just going to do it in whatever way makes sense. I mean, I don't know if I want to fully describe Neville's penis. Maybe. I don't know if I want to hear Neville's penis fully described. uh, not going to refer to it as his wand. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's way too easy. No, no, his flesh wand. Oh. <laughs> if you have any thoughts about this and you want to read it online, we will be posting it on uh, Archive of Their Own and fanfiction.net under the name uh, World Stealers Pod. Mm-hmm. Uh, please follow us on our Instagram at World Stealers Pod. Same uh, handle on Twitter. Same handle on Twitter. 
Uh, we'll listen to the other More Banana podcasts, obviously. Listen to all the other More Banana podcasts. They're, They're very amazing. good. They're great. They're, none of them are about franchises, if you're like a spoiler person. Yeah. Although, why would you have gotten this far in the episode if you were someone who doesn't like spoilers? Because we're going to spoil all the things. Um, please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes or yes. wherever. You know what? I don't Honestly, I don't understand how this system works anymore. So you do you. As long as you're listening, yeah. I'm cool with subscribe you. Subscribe on Stitcher. Do it on Spotify. Do yeah. it on iTunes. I don't know where we'll be. We'll be everywhere. Yes. We'll be everywhere. We are everywhere. We're on the we are in the space yeah. that you are in. Okay. There's a ghost in the machine and it's us it's in this us. podcast. It's us. We're there. So listen to us. We love you. We love you. Uh, and in the meantime, I don't know. We never really like have a sign off. We don't. We should have a sign off. And here's Gollum saying goodbye. Come back and listen to us next week, precious. <laughs> <laughs>